Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. another season of Yeah, We Read It. I'm your host, Maggie. And I'm also your host. My name's Laura. And for this season, you guys probably already know if you listened to our last season on The Vampire Diaries, we are doing Jenny Han's Beloved to All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oof. And uh, I cannot wait for this season. This season, we are doing something a little differently. We're not splitting up any books into parts. We're just going to do all the way through. We're just going to plow through because honestly... You know, they're short enough. They're all each around 380-ish pages. Yeah. And I think it's going to be more concise and you guys will like us more and give us five Five stars. You know, this is all a ploy to always get more five stars, more follows. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Indeed it is. Oh, okay. And I have to say, y'all, this book is written so well. Like, it feels like almost like dreamlike, like how, like this book is written. Mm -hmm. And it's like in the most like, uh, like aesthetically and appeasing mentally written way. Yeah. Like my brain feels like the inside of a Bed Bath & Beyond candle when I'm reading this. Absolutely. It's very fall. This is cozy book. Yes. This is cozy to a T. Slippers on. And big sweater. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited because obviously Vampire Diaries, we have some opinions. Oh yeah, we had a terrible time. <laughs> we had fun though. It you know We it, had fun. It took me to a world I've never been and I never want to go again. And that is such a statement. And this is a world that I just it makes me, yeah, this this book feels like a warm hug. I could, it, yes, if I could melt down a million candles. It's all about candles. You love talking about candles And take right a now. bath in them? Yeah. That's what this Ooh, is. Ooh, this is bath book to a tea, warm water. Yeah. Have you read it in a bath? No. I, I don't like reading in baths because I want to take notes, like, hand. So it's like, where would I put my post-it notes? Where would I put my pen? Oh, that's fair. I leave yeah. all of my thoughts in the notes app, like I am a celebrity oh. issuing an apology. Yeah. And hey, you're just practicing. I'm just practicing. <laughs> Readers, if you want to cancel me, I'm sure yeah. you can find Maggie, something. Maggie, you're always desperate to get canceled. I'm always. I'm always fooling. Um, great. Be humbled. So, okay. First book of the trilogy, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Well, what is your history with To All the Boys I've Loved Before? Oh, that's great. So, my history is just the movies. Like, I didn't really know this was a book until the movies. And then I was like, oh, this is, the movies are so cute I will say third movie um I didn't even know if I'd seen the third movie uh because like it just like didn't exist in my head or it's like the first one I've seen so many times yeah and then I looked at my letterbox review of the third movie and boy did I not like the third movie and that's probably why I don't remember it very much yeah and you know this series is at least the movie series is pretty fresh whereas this series the book series started off the first one was I think it was concisely 2014 2015 2016 And then we got the movie series uh, starting in 2018. And, you know, the other two, they came out, I'm pretty sure, during the pandemic. Because I know the third one was 2021. Yeah. So, I really loved the movies. Yeah. I don't remember the second and third. Um, but I obsessively watched the first one. Um, the first when, one is, like, just it's just such a good movie. Oh, it was such a good comfort movie. Um, it was a great time. You know, yeah. in the midst of being an alcoholic, I also had Tall the Boys. I had two things I was obsessed with. Um, Fireball all, and Tall the Boys. All the Boys and Fireball. You know. Fireball the Boys. 
Shall we dive in? Yeah, I would love to. Let's do it. Let's dive in. So we have this really cute opening in the book where we just are kind of introduced to the fact that um, Lara Jean has written these five letters. Like this is not even, uh, this is page zero. It's like we just get a really cute intro of just like who Lara Jean is and the things she likes and that she wrote letters and yada, yada, yada. Oh, yes. She kind of writes about when she loves someone and it's super intense. They're, they've been elevated to crush status. Yes. She writes them a letter and she leaves it in this little hat box that her mom gave her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's already just, it's just such a, it's just so well written. It's just so, mmm, so tasty. So tasty. Um, and then we're intro to our, uh, some characters. We're intro to Josh, who is her older sister's boyfriend. We're intro to her dad, who is notably an OBGYN. Um, and we know that Josh has lived next door for five years. Um, and that Margot loves him and that everybody loves Josh. Like yes. he's he's become a part of their family. It's always nuts how quickly uh, years like compile as a kid. Because yeah. when they were like, Josh has only been here for five years. I was like, okay, but he's been there since he was a kid. Yeah. And they are literally children. Yeah. Laura Jean is 16 and Margot is heading off to college. Yeah. And Kitty, their younger sister, is like 12 or 10. I think she's 10 in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Um, where did we oh, leave so off? she's the middle child. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Lara Jean has middle child energy. To oh my god. Tea. I know. The I will say Jenny Han really captured the sibling dynamic so well in this book. Oh yeah. Kitty is very rambunctious. Yeah. Margot is very structured. And yeah. has the anxiety of like taking on a caretaker. And in part that is because their mom has passed. Yeah. Um, well, and they're just having, like, a normal hang, like they do, and Margot and Lara Jean are talking about going to Paris, because Margot's gonna be going to college in Scotland, mm-hmm. um, and then later that night, um, Lara Jean is cooking, and then this is when we get our first big development, that Margot has dumped Josh. Yes, Margot comes into the kitchen, and she's like, uh-huh, that Paris trip with you, me, and Josh, that's not gonna happen, yeah. because we have broken up. Which, you know, like, what now? They've known him five years. He lives next door. Can like, they all still be friends? He's a part of their lives. And and Margot, like, is such a practical person. And she's like, well, like, and she's citing her main reason as, like, well, mom always told me not to go to college with a boyfriend. Yeah. Which I feel like is a, is a fair reason. She's going to Scotland. Oh, yeah. Mom imparted some knowledge before she passed. Yeah. And the way she passed, it was actually pretty sad. So oh, it's so sad. Their mom died six years ago because she hit her head on the ground and basically was unconscious when lying down and she never woke up. Yeah. Yeah. She just, a uh, brain injury will get ya. Um, but Lara Jean, she's kind of taking this news, like, it's like, it's like, oh my god, but she's like, but they're gonna get back together. Like, Lara Jean is convinced they're gonna get back together. Mm -hmm. Um, which I also feel like says a lot about, like, that kind of, like, childlike, like, um, feelings that you always have. Like, you just, like, kind of, like, see what you think love is, and you're like, well, they're gonna just figure it out. It's gonna work out. Yeah. Yeah. And I really will say I love the way Lara Jean just, like, kind of, like, grows up in this book. It's just, it's just really well done. It's just really well done. Oh, she is very much a hopeless romantic, and yeah. that is not what love is no. like at all. Um, and Margot's leaving in six days, so like she really had to cut cut her cut her string before she got she got a GTFO'd. Yeah. Do you think there's hot guys in Scotland? Yeah. 
Okay, I would Maggie, have you seen Love Island? Saying, no. Oh, are they from Scotland? I mean, there's people from Scotland on Love Island. I thought they were yeah. all, like, London. No, they're all, some are from England, some are from Ireland, Australian. some are from Scotland. That's Love Island, Australia. Okay, you know what? As a, a Scotland guy that I am kind of imagining, he's got broad shoulders, really ripped, and he is not in touch with his emotions, which I'm actually all for. Exactly. So you just ate your fucking words. I'm emotionally avoidant as fuck, and if my, my Scottish rugby player, too? Yeah. Bon appetit. <laughs> Bon Honestly. appetit, babe. Is that their culture? Uh, <laughs> bon appetit. Um. So then they're having they're having this big sister day, right? And they haven't told Kitty, they haven't told Dad about like the situation. And Kitty has a swim meet, and she's just kind of like, "Where's Josh? He said he was gonna be at my swim meet." And they're like making up some just like excuse as to why he couldn't be there. Yeah, they're they're really pulling at strings. Um, but they do a pretty good job. And then I'm pretty sure he comes over after that. Does he? Right? I don't think so. I don't have it in my notes. Has she she hasn't left yet for Scotland, has she? No, but I, I wrote down that uh the like the reality is setting in to Lara Jean that Mario isn't gonna be back for a few months. Like she's really gonna be gone because um Lara Jean's talking about Thanksgiving. Mario's like, I'm not gonna be here for Thanksgiving. Yeah, not coming back for Thanksgiving, which is a uh, pretty big bummer for Laura Jean, because now she's going to need to make friends, because Laura Jean only has one friend. Laura Jean, Meg. You gotta, friend? gotta say the character name right. Oh, I'm definitely not going to <laughs> Her friend Chris is Who's her so, one friend. Chris is so cool. Yes, she's very rebellious, skips school. She you know, smokes. Gets arrested. She has guys. sex. Yeah. And they're going into their junior year. And uh, that's not that's not a great base of a friend to have. I mean, it's a fun friend. I'm I mean, not here I into feel, that. I feel like Lara Jean really sets her boundaries with Chris. Yeah. If you're not into that in high school, though, that's definitely not a reliable friend. Yeah. If you are, though. Um, that's but, a good time. Uh, as you can imagine, Margot being the protective older sister than she is, her and Chris do not get along. And Chris is also not stupid. She, like, catches up by, like, Margot's mannerisms that Margot and Josh have broken up. Like, she just, like, pieces it together, like, oh, they broke up. And Lars Jean's like, was it that obvious? And Chris is like, yeah. Yes. This bodes a bit of a problem later on because as they're going to bed, Lara sees Margot outside. Mm -hmm. So lights are dim. Everyone's asleep. Talking to Josh in the driveway in the middle of the night after all of the girls have gone to sleep. And... You know, Laura's kind of reminiscing on the fact that she has been in love with someone once, and coincidentally, it was her sister's boyfriend, Josh. Yeah, this was such a good, that was such a good build up to such a good reveal. Yes. Um. So now we learn about how Josh and Margo got together, and how shocked Laura Jean was when he admitted he had feelings for her, mm-hmm. and like, that was really shitty because they were like, in the library, and they were talking about like, oh, he was like, I have a crush on somebody, and she was like, he's gonna say me, because they've been friends for so long yeah and he says it's margo and then uh and then she remembers when margo came home and how happy she was when like josh had feelings for her so that just a slap in the face yeah really. that would, re- that would like, really how would that suck i would hate to see uh my crush around dating my sister i'd also be like embarrassed like, yeah you know they don't know they don't know that you have a crush on them but it feels like they know. Yeah. I it's that. just like, it feels like it's just like, oh, like I had a crush on somebody who is now dating my sibling and now I have to just pretend. 
Yeah. That sounds horrible. In my head, I'd be like, this feels incestual. It's not. But, but it, it feels, feels like and it. not And not through any fault of yours. Like, no. you didn't do anything. I think you should make up a fake relationship and then just um, project all of your problems onto him and be angry. <laughs> That's a great idea. Margie, if you need more boy advice, come to me. <laughs> I got some. Um, but uh, this is also, like, when um, Margo and Josh got together. That's when Laura Jean wrote the letter to Josh. Um, uh, one of her many letters, because she's like, great, I have to bury this feeling because it cannot exist in this in this world. Yeah, especially because after Margo and Josh talk in the driveway, she comes back and she is a crying. Yeah, she But she is. better wipe those tears away because she's going to college. Yeah, and also, like, Laura Jean's pretending to be asleep this whole time because, like, she doesn't want Margo to know that she's, like, been, like, eavesdropping. But uh, Laura Jean's also, again, naive. She still thinks they're going to get back together, especially because she just saw them crying to each other. Oh, yeah. If you're, you don't cry if you're not over them yet. It's, she's like, a breakup is so easy. There's yeah. no crying. God, Laura Jean has so much to learn. <laughs> I know. Um, But now, Margo, it's goodbye Margo time. She leaves. She heads to Scotland. It's a, it's an emotional time. Um, And Laura Jean, very shortly after this, is called by Chris to come meet her at the mall. And Laura Jean's like, well, send me a picture of whatever you're trying on. And Chris is like, nope, you get your ass over to this mall. And Laura Jean's like, fine, I'm head sister now. I'm going to drive Margot's car to the mall. She's really got to gas herself up, though, because she is terrified of driving. And uh, she should be because she immediately crashes the car. Yeah. And Not a good driver. Yeah, she immediately crashes the car and she calls Josh because she doesn't want to call her dad, mm-hmm. which is just like... Laura Jean, they just broke up. Why are you dragging Josh into this? I would be so annoyed. And also, like, if I was Josh, so my girlfriend's two-year younger sister calls me, I would immediately be like, if there was ever fucking on the plate, I would not be attracted to that person anymore because I'd be like, okay, now you're like my little sister. Yeah. And this solidifies it. Yeah. And so she calls Josh, waiting for him to show up to come to her rescue, and we are introduced to Peter Convince. Peter Kavinsky, everybody. Oh, yes. He's described as looking like... Okay, honestly, I'm thinking of Harry Styles in Dunkirk, and I think it's because they described him, like, looking like a classic all-American, like, World War World War Two kind of, like... Oh, yeah. I cannot, like, since the movie exists, I can't see these characters as anybody other than who they are. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they cast the perfect person yeah. for Peter Kavinsky. Like, it is, it is him, but the way he's described, I'm like, okay, it, yeah. if he was a war person, he would be in Dunkirk. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, a war person. I mean, he's got broad <laughs> shoulders. He could, he could be great in the draft. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but we learned that her and Peter Kay used to be friends, and uh, she was friends with him and his girlfriend, Genevieve, who's kind of a bitch, and they had a fallout, and that also Peter Kay was her first kiss. Yes. Um, but he is such a big gentleman. He asks if Lara Jean wants him to call Triple A for her, but she's like, no, I have my Josh coming to save me. Um, but, you know, the, the the gesture was not met with not thanks. She was like, that was really yeah, nice Yeah, it was really thing. nice. He checked in on her. That was cute. Um, but then, uh, Josh comes to help. And Josh, you know, driving her home, instead of, you know, caring for Lara Jean, he's like, did you know that Margo was gonna dump me? And it's like, Josh, no, it's not the time. She's just been in a traumatic car accident. I know. Yeah, calling AAA is the bare minimum that you can yeah. do. You don't gotta bring up the breakup. Because I would be like, honestly, Josh, I do not have the energy for this. I am very and tired. And I, I really have to say, 
Josh sucks as a character. Yes. Sucks as a person, sucks as a character. Like, he's a well-written character. He just sucks. I agree. Like, he's just, he's so selfish, and he's just, I feel like he just always is thinking about himself. Yes. He asks if they can still be friends, and <laughs> she's like, wow, he misses me. Absolutely, yeah. we can hang out. Yeah, and on the, that night, she's on the phone with Margo, and she's making Margo a scrapbook, and this is going to be, like, her big gift. Um, listeners, heads up, Lara Jean has a lot of not- uh, cool hobbies. It's just a lot of very like lonely, crafty hobbies. Um, yeah. And she decides to keep the page of Josh and Margot in that she's working on because she's still positive they're gonna get back together. I would hate that. Right? Could I don't you want to think about that, Nikki? How would you feel if I like made you a scrapbook for Christmas and I put like pictures of you and your ex boyfriend in because I was <laughs> like, well, you guys are probably gonna get back together at some point, right? At this point, it would be nuts, but especially in, like, high school, if you were that young. Yeah. I think maybe it's because a lot of my college was spent with one guy, but I would like to be, like, I did things outside of this, though, right? Yeah. Like, I wasn't <laughs> just in a relationship for and two like, years. Uh, Maggie, you were just in a really not kidding. I'm like, no, I mean, I mean, you mostly hung out with him. I would, I would, I, I would cry. I would be a little offended, and I'd be like, I know you meant it in that nice gesture. I'm like, because just in case, isn't this nice to look back on? I would hate it, but, um, um you know, it's even more normal than uh, doing that is still hanging out with your sister's ex-boyfriend because Laura makes plans with Josh and her younger sister to go to a movie together. Yeah, really trying to be like, and nothing happened, right? And, and Laura does make the uh, point that like Margo used to sit in the middle when they go to the movies, but now she's sitting in the middle and it's just like, Laura, Jean, this is messy city. This could get so messy so fast. We have a little caveat of that night later, Laura Jean goes home and her buddy Chris calls her to tell her that uh, Peter and Genevieve broke up because Chris and Genevieve are cousins. Yeah, that's... Uh, so that's gonna be developed later, as we know. That's gonna be developed li- right, later. I cannot talk today. Damn. And I'm not into podcasts right now. That's embarrassing. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> Maybe someone will make a, a well intention meme about it okay spoilers for later audience if you want to make a meme um so uh we're back hanging out with josh like we all do because we're supposed to pretend like everything is normal kitty's making a dog collage because she really really wants to get a dog and Lara jean being the middle sibling that she is starts teasing kitty about the dog name that she's gonna pick out because Lara jean knows that kitty likes josh and um kitty gets pissed this goes too far oh yeah she stomps off and Lara Jean's like shit I really really pushed her buttons today I better make her some cookies yeah and Josh is kind of confused what's going on but they just keep hanging out and she's really got a win over kitty on the first day of school the next day yeah because she's mad but now Lara Jean and Josh alone while you know Lara Jean's making these cookies trying to figure it out uh, they're doing like kind of like a crush tease about their first crushes and the crushes that they've had. And Josh has the audacity, not even a week after him and his girlfriend have broken up, to tell Lara Jean that he was that she was his first crush. Manipulative. Yeah, that I oh god, that's I messy. Would, I wouldn't like find that endearing at that point. I'd be like, you have dated my I, sister. Like literally, I'd be like, you've probably touched her boobs. That's weird to tell that's me. That's weird. I would feel like, cause then what? You're gonna be, uh, you're gonna share the, you're gonna the share the sisters point. or whatever the, the new term is, and you're with your sister. Yeah, that's and, fucking gross. But boy, listeners, does this ignite something in Lara Jean? 
And it kind of reminds her of those feelings she used to have towards Josh. So she might kind of be crushing on him again, which is bad. Yeah. Um, and then we get a little cutaway story about how they met Josh and they were having a tea party in their backyard. Um, and Laura Jean had planned the tea party because she thought Kitty should be having a tea party. And that Josh peeked over the fence and said hi. Yeah. And then uh, on the first day of school, you know, Kitty's still mad and Josh and Laura are riding together to school. And at school, you know, shit hits the fan. Okay, so final period of the day, it's gym class. Like, Lara Jean made it through her first day. And Peter asks Lara Jean to talk. And it's like, okay. Lara Jean's like, that's weird. We don't talk anymore. We're not really friends. And he comes in hot. He's like, first off, I don't have STDs. Yeah. And secondly, I don't always take the last piece of pizza. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he whips out a letter. Uh-oh. And Lara freaks out. She runs home from school. She runs. Track star. Yeah, she takes the letter from him, reads it. Uh, we get a little first kiss story about how her and Peter had their first kiss. Um, and it's insane. And now Lara Jean's worried about these other letters, so she runs home. And all her letters in her hat box are gone. Oh, yeah. She cannot go to school anymore because I don't know if you guys remember this, but she did write one to Josh and that would be um, very bad. Very bad if yes. Josh got it. But we get the plant, the seeds planted of her and Peter's backstory. Their first kiss was actually like pretty sweet. It was sweet. actually kind of cute. They were yeah. waiting for their parents to pick them up and he said her hair smelled good because it smelled like coconuts and then he just kissed her out of nowhere, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. Weren't they in Jen's basement? Um, <laughs> I think they were over at uh, Peter's friend's Gabe's house. That makes sense too. But he kissed her, not kissing Jen that day, despite Oops. liking Jen. Oops. So obviously that's had not some, good. Something was there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a messy city and Lara Jean's trying to remain cool at dinner this night. And she's like, so dad, about that hat box that I had, you know, the hat box mom gave me, the hat box that was in my closet. Did, where is it? Did you, have you seen it? Has anybody seen the hat box? And he goes, I might've donated it because dad's been on a big spring cleaning thing. But he's also like, why would I have donated something that was in your closet? Like, I haven't been in there. He needs a hobby. His hobby is taking things to Salvation Army. Yeah. Let him have a hobby besides um, looking at vagina all day. And while she's on this track to figure out what happened in the hat box, Josh shows up to the house. And Lara Jean does what I think is a great move here. Yeah. She just leaves out the back door and just walks. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I think my anxiety would also take over and yeah. I would likely do the same exact thing. Yeah, you'd have to. You'd really, really have to. You can't avoid it forever, but on the day, I think you can try. I mean, you, I feel like in my, if I if I was this age and this was happening to me, I would avoid all of these people for the rest of my life. Like, I would. I'd be like, junior year, I got I got one year and then I think Josh will be gone because I think they were se- yeah, a senior. Yeah, yeah. So I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. Easy. Um, Josh does approach her the next day, unfortunately. This tactic does not pan out. And is like, wow, I just uh, wish you would have told me. Like, I don't know what could have been if you had told me and we were dating. And and Lara Jean, honestly, clever of her to come up with this so fast. She's like, Josh, I'm dating someone. You don't have to worry about that silly little letter. And he's like, "Uh, who are you dating? And then at the moment, Peter's walking by. And she goes, I'm dating Peter Kavinsky. Uh, And then she tackles him and kisses him. How I 
saw it was that yes she kisses him but it seems like she like <laughs> jumped on him yeah. and wrapped her legs around his yeah. torso and I was like Laura Jean made some moves that is bold and what's more he kisses her back yep so Peter's a real one he goes with it he's a real one uh Peter finds her in the halls after class <laughs> she's yeah she's waiting for him outside like a class being like <laughs> I gotta explain myself <laughs> and he's like hey that was fun what was that all and about? she goes and I also love like Lara Jean's so honest she's like you know what buddy I'm gonna come clean uh there was these five letters that were in my hat box they got sent out you received one of them uh and to get Josh off of my scent about the letter I just pretended that I was dating you and he says huh okay well good luck figuring that one out and <laughs> I, I don't think he's gonna go with it. I don't think he's gonna <laughs> yeah. pretend to be your boyfriend. He's like, nice, good to good to know. Um, and now it's Friday night, and Kitty has plans. So Lara Jean's all alone, and um, she you know writes Margo a letter because that's a safe person to write a letter to. Apparently, <laughs> it's twenty fourteen. Don't you gotta have a flip phone? Also, yeah. she zooms Margo a lot. I yeah. hey, I get the old fashioned writing letters is cute, but like if just your get sister's smaller. If your sister's that far I think, away, just text her. I feel like Mar- uh, Lara Jean is such, like, a um, a gifts love language person. Yes, I was thinking that, too. Yeah, so I feel like letters make sense, and she loves things that, like, people can keep as tokens. What do you think? Okay, obviously, acts of service is her first. Yeah. And then what do you think are, like, the rest of them? So, I think last is physical touch. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, I would say probably, like, gifts, acts of service, quality time. Okay. What's the, what's words of affirmation? Yeah, touch. she really doesn't need words of affirmation. No, but she's like, for not having that many friends, she's very self assured. But she's also very insecure, which is interesting. Yes, uh, she's a she's a she's a well developed character. Okay, so gift giving before ex. Oh God, yeah, she is so into gift giving. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's so into gift giving, and boy, are we gonna get into all of her little gifts. So Chris gives her a little call, and she's like. Hey, bestie, I just need some clarification. That kiss between you and Peter, uh, what was that? Yeah, she's like, what the fuck is up? Uh, and she's like, ah, there's nothing. Um, and at this point, we also learned that one of the letters uh, to a guy from camp named Kenny has come back. And she's like, that makes sense. I probably had the wrong address. I didn't know what it was. He went to camp. Yes. Um, so that's that's good news. She's a great, I, one less thing I have to worry about. So the next night, um, they're they're having a chill Saturday. Her dad is trying to cook some Korean food, and Josh sees the light on, and he tries asking uh, Lara if he can come over. Yeah, but she never responds, and he's yeah. like, "Never mind." What's then. worse is that her dad's like, "Invite Josh over," and she's like, "Well, I already did. He's busy." And like, and Lara- then Kitty sees him texting her, like, "No, no, no! What's he saying?" And she's like, "No, no, he can't." Yeah, and Lara Jean kind of uh, throws Margo under the bus and says that uh, her and Margo and Josh have broken up, and Dad didn't know. So this is a big oopsie moment too. Oops, oops moment. Yeah. Um, and so you know, Josh ain't coming over. Yeah, but later Josh does approach Lara Jean. Um, and Lara Jean's like, oh yeah, Peter and I, we broke up. And he goes, that's weird. He came to the bookstore that I work at today and said otherwise. So Lara Jean's like, oh, um, oh. And she also gets kind of mad at Josh right now because he's like, I'm just surprised he'd be with you. You're kind of homely. Yeah. Which is such a fucking insulting I adjective. would, like, uh, <laughs> like, that is, like, uh, like one of the most insulting things you can do. That reminds me of, like, if somebody says, like, gets you something and says that, like, it reminds you them of you and it's just, like, the worst thing you can yeah. imagine and you're like, 
what version of me exists in your head? He's essentially saying you're the human equivalent of a sweater with a lot of holes in it. That's what I kind of imagine homely is. Yeah. Like, you don't change out yeah. of it. You yeah. Yeah, you're just kind, of, just, just kind of a homebody. Yeah. Ugh. I'm oh, homely. My God. Um, But now, okay, next day at school, Lara Jean and Peter are passing notes in uh, class, and they have to talk about this situation. Um... Mm-hmm. Because we get this whole story about the last time him and Jen broke up. He dated this girl, Jamila, and Jen made this girl's life a living hell and ended up, like, telling her parents that her and Peter had sex, meaning that Jamila had to get transferred to a private school because her parents were not down with the fact that she might have had sex with somebody. Yeah. I do love that Laura Jean is, like, gets a little bit petty here, too. She'll be like, whatever, Peter. Like, I know you don't want to be a part of this because, like, I know that Jen has you whipped. I understand what happens when yeah. you and someone else lose your virginity to each other. Yeah. You're, you're hers. Exactly. And she just goes, that was a very lot of anxious, intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Um, But it does reveal that Jen and Peter have hooked up, which is something we know now. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Maybe this plan might work to my benefit. If we get together, maybe it'll make her jealous. Yeah. So, yeah, Peter asks, uh, Peter suggests to keep the lie going, which I was like, okay, this is fine. Um, and Lara Jean's just like, yeah, okay. Um, so next day at school, they're holding hands. Day one, lie, let's go. Day one, lie, let's go. Peter tries to kiss her, but she swerves him because she's, like, innocent. She's a virgin. Yeah. She's our little Virgin Mary. It's a little awkward uh, day, and Lara Jean's, at the end of the day, is, like, gonna go bike to his house to be like, I need to end this. This, we're in way over our heads. Uh, But so she bikes to Peter's house to call it off, and he, assuming she's gonna call it off, she reverses it, doubles down, and says... No, we just need to get our stories straight. Which I love that Lara Jean's, like, always trying to, like, prove that she's not what people think she is, even if that's exactly what she was going to do. Yeah. So they draw up this little pact. Um, they have some rules. A little contract. The rules are very funny. There's uh, there's one where he says, no foreign films. And she says, okay, no action movies. And Lara Jean says, no kissing, because she wants her first kiss to be real. Yeah. And it's really cute, because Peter's like, okay, yeah, let's make sure we save some stuff for, like, the real thing. And I'm like, that's really cute. He's really trying to, like, respect her. Yeah. And... Um, he's like, she's like, I want to keep things real. Some of the things, like, I want to be with my first boyfriend. And he's very funny, like, okay, you know what? I won't bring you flowers. Like, I don't yeah, have to I won't buy pay you for dinner. you. Yeah, it, it's, it's, and it's she's a, like, okay. They have such, like, a, like, a very, like, natural and believable back and forth. Yeah. Um, but Lara Jean now goes to Josh and she's like, oh, Josh, that whole thing about me and Peter I said yesterday, we're back on. It was a misunderstanding. And he's unfazed. He yeah. He doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't. But, like, deep down it feels like he does. Oh, probably. Um, where where did I leave off? Um, so they're dating, and back at home, uh, the whole family is kind of getting Margot a gift basket together. Yes. And Peter finally calls Laura and is like, I'll pick you up tomorrow yeah. since your car is in the shop, which, observational king, that's kind of sweet. We love that. Yes. Um, And we also learned that this is a very small subplot. Kitty's going to help out more around the house because she really wants to get a dog. Yes, that's, that's and name it after Josh. Yeah, yikes. So the next day when Peter uh, pulls up, he's in an Audi. He's in a two-seater Audi. Yeah, and we got Kitty with us because she's supposed to go to a field trip right now. Which Lara Jean forgot because now the middle child is the mom since mom Margot is 
Yeah, and Lara Jean's got to learn how to be a mom, and that's a tough role to step into. 16, 16 and pregnant. Like, 16 and you have your 16 and 10-year-old. Then 10-year-old, exactly. Um, So they they kind of just hush-hush. They they go in the two-seater, and Peter tells Kitty that he's Lara Jean's boyfriend, and Lara Jean's like, this was not my idea of how this plan was going to go. Oh, and Kitty flips out. She is like, oh my gosh, like immediately warming up to him because he's like so pretty. He's like, why? She's like, why are you dating my sister? Yeah. I don't get it. And he's he's rolling with the punches. He's yeah. doing great. And Lara Jean is being brought now in school to the cafeteria by Peter's hand. And she's really worried about Jen because she can't get this Jamila story out of her head. Yes. So while she's walking in the cafeteria, she kind of spots Jen at another table. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, Peter, what if, what if we sat at this table, just us, and we're just kind of in her eye line? And Peter's like, are you scared of her? And Laura Jean's like, no, I just, I don't want to stand over here. <laughs> um, and then that night, Laura Jean, who is still adjusting to mom mode, uh, forgot to make dinner. So she's like, hey, let's order some pizza. And also, dad, what if we just made this pizza night all the time? And dad's like, that's an awesome idea, Laura Jean. Let's do it. Yep, so they have a pizza night. She gives Kitty the 411 on them getting together. And she's just like, I was in a car accident and he helped me. And Kitty's like unimpressed. She's like, that's it? Yeah, she's like, okay, that's it. And Laura's like, what do you mean? It's romantic. Yeah, like you you have to see the romance. She is definitely uh, like a, a one of those stars that like a 60s silent film star. It wouldn't be the 60s. It wouldn't be 1960. I don't know what your silent film is. I have no idea. Oh, you're talking like, like a very a, dramatic. Okay, like, like, know, like a, like a, a novella Star. Got it. Very dramatic. Very into like swooning and things like that. Oh yes. Um. So we, we're doing a football game date. Uh. And Peter and her go to the diner after this football game. And Peter's kind of an ass to Laura. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little bit. He's a little bit rude to her. Um. At this diner. Uh. She's telling him that she sent Kenny a letter and also John Ambrose. And Peter kind of makes fun of her uh, by saying John did like her in middle school, but goes back on his word and is like, oh, no, I was just kidding. I just want to see you get yeah. riled up. And, w- and we also learn that Peter does not like Josh in this situ- in this uh, exchange as well. Yes. Um, which is telling because um, Josh also doesn't like Peter. So it goes both ways. Yep. Um, and Lara Jean is also now considering that maybe John Ambrose McLaren is the one that, that got away. And Peter says, like, oh, well, then let's call him. I got his number. And they have this really fun, like, back and forth where Lara's like, no, I'll call him on my own terms. Yeah, she's like, give me his number. I don't want to let yeah. a man have power over me. Exactly. You get him, Lara Jean. You get him. So Peter picks him up the next day in a van. Yep. For Kitty, too. Exactly. He's being smart. Very cute. Um, and at school, Lucas, one of the other letter receivers... He comes up and gives her the letter back. And he's just like, you know what? I feel like you might want this back. And she's like, I can explain. He's like, yeah, you don't really need to. Uh, I just feel like this is a personal thing. You might want this back. And it was a really sweet It's really sweet. Letter. And it's kind of hysterical because Lucas is like, I'm gay. Don't tell anyone. And earlier at the diner when Peter was being an ass, he was like, you wrote one to Lucas? Mm-hmm. Lucas is gay. And he's like... She's like, no. And he's like, if I showed a photo of him to my gay uncles, my uncles would be like, that guy's gay. <laughs> Which I thought was really It funny. was really funny. Oh, oh. my gosh. Um, and Chris immediately also corners uh, Lara Jean after this and is like, great. So how far have you guys gone? And Lara Jean's like, Chris, I'm not having sex with this guy. 
And Laura's like, my sister and I made a pact. Like, we're not going to lose our virginities before marriage. Which, like, okay, 90. Yeah. Fiance. Oh, yeah. They probably made that pact when they were seven. Um, and Chris is like, uh, Marco and Josh have definitely fucked. And then Laura's like, no, they haven't. And then later she's with Peter. And she's like, hey, Peter, if a couple was, like, together for a really long time, do you think they probably had sex? And he's like, two years? Yeah, why? And she's, yeah, very obviously worried about, um... Margo and Josh. Um, but and he goes to, he's kind of snuggling up yeah. to Laura too in this uh, little library. Um, yeah. And she makes things awkward, which I don't, she always, she's always doing that. She's, she's so an, afraid she's, of physical touch. She's awkward. I mean, I was awkward. We were all awkward at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In high school, I was so afraid of a boy touching me. Yeah. I think I dated this this guy for a year, and I held his hand once, and when we would go to the movies, i pretend to fall asleep. That's so, so I, funny. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be dark. What if we kiss? And I was like 17. It's like, grow up. And now you're gay, so. And now I'm gay. <laughs> Look at that. Weirdly, uh, I don't know if we're friends or not, but he DMs me sometimes. That's really funny. He'll send me memes. He sent me one about the human centipede last week. Oh, you love the human centipede. You remember. He's your giant. Maybe I McLaren. should give him a chance. <laughs> and I'm sorry if you're listening. We got to give this guy a chance. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, you know, they, I completely forgot what they were. Oh, we were leaving off with this. Josh approaches Lara Jean. Listeners, if you haven't told this, this book has very short chapters. It jumps around a lot, but in a way that makes sense. Yes. Josh approaches Lara Jean. He's like, Lara, I just feel like you're avoiding me because of the breakup. And it's like, no, buddy. She's avoiding you because you. she gave you a love letter. Like, that's clearly the, the case here. And he's like, listen, I just want to be friends. Can I drive you to school tomorrow? And she's like, sure, but I'm not going to tell Peter that you're bringing me to school tomorrow. I'm just going to say that I don't need a ride, which yeah. is very sus. Yeah, but Lara, Jean, and Peter go to hang out with Peter's friends because, like, they have to keep this ruse up, and Peter does pay for her and makes a note, like, I can't, you know, look like a like, like a little, you know, wuss boy in front of my, like, lax bro friends, and they all really like Lara Jean. Like, they like her a lot more than Jen. And that's really, really awesome. They start calling her large because she's so tiny. Yeah. Uh, which is hilarious. Um... So, Laura, next day, getting cupcakes ready for Kitty's PTA meeting, and huh, our boy Peter shows up, and he's like, did you read my letter? And she's like, no, I had a test. And he's like, okay, well, we have a football game tonight, and then there's a party. And she's like, I gotta make cookies. Yeah, cupcakes. Oh, cupcakes. Because she makes a note that Margo always used to do the PTA bake sale things, and she always make brownies, and Laura Jean's not realizing, I get why she made brownies, is because you can make a lot of them very quickly and cupcakes take a long time and he's like oh fine okay i'll help you and is like trying to take her apron off so he can wear it because he wants that apron and she's like why are you touching it's, my it's waist? really cute that he offers to help her though that he wasn't just like okay well i'll go without you but then her dad comes home meets peter and like peter's like oh i'm just trying to help Lara Jean so we can go to a party and he's like i'll take care of the cupcakes you two get to that party I love her dad so much. He's so he's so quiet and soft spoken and keeps to himself. But God, is he a sweetheart? He just wants the best. And the fact that he was like, you you get to that party, even though there's probably going to be underage drinking there. So Lara's like, I gotta look my best. I gotta get ready. She's running around looking for things, and she gets a cardigan from Margot's room, and she finds a note in it. Uh, uh, and y'all, this letter is from Josh. To Margot saying, I know the reason you broke up with me is because we had sex. Which, honestly... Have you ever broken up with someone because you had sex? 
No, but I've known someone who has over a pregnancy scare. Oh, that's fair. I feel like uh, I feel like you could break up with someone if the sex was bad. Oh yes, I think that's warranted, especially when you're young. Listen, you're not looking for love. Yeah. You're just looking for a really good lay, in I my mean, opinion. I didn't really have sex in high school, so I like I never like got like that weird like awkward sex. Like I was I was always having sex with people who had sex before. So oh yeah, I mean I didn't have I didn't have sex in high school either. I didn't do like the whole first thing. Yeah, I was like number seven. <laughs> in some, like, for my, I don't even. For my first. I don't even want to know what number I was for the person I had sex with. It was oh, probably. I think yikes. you know when you lose your virginity to someone and they tell you their number, you don't make a deal out of it, but yeah. you think about it for the rest of your life because it's like seven. We're nineteen. How have you already been yeah. seven people? When I've learned like that, people like lost their virginity at like fifteen. I'm just like literally how I had my first kiss at seventeen. I had my first kiss at 18. I was so mad, too, because I was dating this guy in high school. Yeah. And we were dating, like, when I was 16. Like, we started dating, like, a month before my birthday. Okay. And he had all of this time to kiss me before I turned 17. And so now I was like, this sucks, because now I have to say I had my first kiss when I was 17, even though it was, like, a week after I turned 17. Uh, and I could have had it when I was 16. I, like, I feel like if I could give parting advice to my kid, and it wouldn't be, because they'd be like, this is a really fucking weird thing of you to say. But I'd be like, the best time to lose your virginity is between high school, like, summer. Summer of high school. Because you make it all through high school without being, like, I mean, maybe in the future they won't slut shame, but they don't slut shame you. Yeah. And then you get to high school or college and you're not approved. Yeah. I really think the best time is senior summer. That's instead I was having my first kiss and I had to get drunk on tequila because I was uh, too scared. Us writing a parenting book being like, make sure your kids are fucking before they go off to school. Okay, yeah. make sure they're fucking, and then another uh, amendment is make sure they're watching old like 80s horror films because when you yeah. get older, like I like I watched Black Christmas this week and it, it didn't hit, but when I'm younger, I'm terrified of everything. Yeah. So tell my kids to fuck. Faster and have a good taste in movies. Scare the shit out of them with horror. Jesus Christ, we're on to something, folks. We really, really are. Really excited. Um, but okay, we're touching back into. Okay, they're going to the party. They're going to the party. They're going to the party. Maggie and I shouldn't parent children. Uh, we're going to the party. I think we'd be very fun parents. We would be. Um, okay, party strategy. Peter's getting her ready. They're talking about going in. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, in inside the party, Jen and the uh, and her friends, I hate them. They're like, Laura, Laura Jean, come sit with us. Tell us." And her friend Emily's like, "Give me the tea. Tell me how you two got together." And so Laura Jean does her like rehearsed little story. Um, and they're like, "Oh, that's weird. Peter kind of told us something different, but whatever." And then they just like ignore her. Yeah, they 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 very much ignore her, and then Laura's like, "I'm gonna take power back in my own hands," and she sits on Peter's lap, and this sends Jen over the edge. Yeah, and then we fast forward in the party, and we see Peter and Jen like fighting, and like Laura Jean's just kind of sitting there, and like we can't like we don't know what they're fighting about. But immediately when this fight ends, Peter's like, "Come on, Laura Jean, let's go. We're leaving." So something in this fight happened to make Peter want to leave this party asap. And Lucas imparts a bit of knowledge on Laura Jean that's like, "Hey, FYI, if there's." fighting that means they still care so uh be careful oh and like that's like a a shitty thing to hear which laura asks peter about on their drive home and he just openly admits he's like yeah she still has a hold over me and i hate it but i also don't know if i've ever been in love so he kind of he's throwing a lot yeah like he's having an identity crisis he's (laughs) like he's like oh she's got a hold over me but i don't think i'm in love with her maybe i'm just attached to her it's a whole thing 
Yeah, Yikes. and so Laura keeps digging. They're doing a little okay psychologist junior moment. And <laughs> Peter's like, what do you even know about love? You've never dated anyone. And it's generally just kind of rude. Yeah. Yeah, and but it's like Lara Jean is definitely claims she's been in love. So what is Peter now? He calls, calls Josh a tool, and Laura's like, you know what? No, you're too obsessed with yourself. I'm done with this. Um, but later, uh, later she writes an e- gets an email check in from Margot, and then even later than that, uh, they're at Peter's mom's antique store, and Lara Jean loves antiques. As we're none of us are surprised. Um, no, and she's an eight year old woman. Peter invites her to come pick up some chairs from an estate sale with her on a Saturday morning at like seven a.m. And she's like, "That doesn't sound fun." He's like, "But could be, could be if you're there." Could be a good time. So she decides to make them some sandwiches for the next day. And Kitty's like, wow, you must really like him because you're making him a little sandwich. Yeah, a little sandwich. And, you know, she kind of seems like she does, but I don't think she loves her ego too much. Um, And now it's this morning and Lara Jean is waiting for him to show up and he's really late. And he's, you know, speeds in and he's like, Lara Jean, I'm so sorry I'm late, but it's for a really good reason. And it's because he wanted to get her a warm donut. Yeah, it's really sweet. So they got their donuts, they're on their way, they get to talking favorite food, and then he's like, oh shit, we gotta beat this old couple to the estate sale. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, we gotta drive faster. We gotta drive faster. Because they're yeah. gonna take all the She's like, last time I did this, the Epstein's bought everything good. And it's just, it's, it's a really funny thing. Um, and they get to the estate sale and Peter teaches her how to negotiate with the people in charge. Uh, and so she's able to buy this like little reindeer ornament. And then she befriends the old guys whose house it is. And then he gives her a bunch of free clothes, which is really cute. Can you imagine how funny that would be? You're like taking care of business and you're like, okay, where is my girlfriend? And then you go upstairs and it's just this old man like sitting in a chair and she's just like dressing in his <laughs> his daughter's clothes. I'd be like, okay, we gotta go. Yeah. What are you doing? He's like, babe, what are you doing? And it's just like, we probably shouldn't have brought Lara Jean to an estate sale. This is her territory. This is something that gives her life. Yeah, she's like, the old man said that I look like his daughter, so I got all of her clothes. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so wanting. Um, later, where did... Oh, God, I keep oh, losing my so notes. When they go they go back home, Peter's like, I'm going to keep this this mom ball rolling. And she, he invites her to dinner yes. with his mom. And his mom makes pizzas. Lots of pizzas in this book. Making me hungry. Making me hungry. It's dinner time. Um, and he has a little brother named Owen, and he sucks. Owen's a little dipshit. Yeah, his brother is like, you wear more makeup than Jen did. Uh, and Lara Jean's like, um, thank you, but I'll politely decline. I do not. <laughs> like, no, like, Lara Jean basically just says, no. I don't think so. And Peter in the car is also like, you definitely don't yeah. wear more makeup Yeah, he's like, I need you to know that, which is really sweet of him. He didn't need to do that. He does say it, though. He's like, when she used to lay on me, she'd get her makeup all over my shirt. And she's which like, is bad. She's like, well, I didn't need to know that. I just needed the first part. Yeah. Um, but then they also start talking about, like, uh, Lara Jean's asking him about, like, what's it like uh, with a divorce and not having, like, your dad around as much. And uh, she talks about what it's like to having her mom has passed. So they kind of have this, like, you know, emotional connection moment. Yeah, it's really sweet. I mean, he says he misses feeling like a family. And she said, oh, bless her heart. She said, I miss my mom's hands running through my hair, which made me very sad. Yeah. And Peter seems to kind of feel bad that they're talking about the dead mom. So uh, they switch topics. Um, They talk about the makeup thing. And the next day he writes her... A note about like studying at her house and oh and that night she's waiting for him and he doesn't show up no that sucks 
Um, even if it's a fake relationship, that sucks being stood up like that. And she's like, I know it's because of Genevieve because I saw them talking in the halls and he's been distracted yeah. lately. And Largie to get back at Peter, she's like, I'm going to get a ride from Josh because I'm not going to just be anybody's like, but I'm just not going to put up with this. And Josh is like, be careful. Peter's a douche. Yeah, because we know Josh hates Peter and Peter hates Josh. This is their dynamic. Maybe they just need a kiss. I don't know. Um, yeah. But Peter... He lines to Lara Jean at school and he's like, Why, where were you this morning? And she goes, where were you last night? And I dropped my pen because that's how intense you this moment is. Um, because he admits that he was at Jen's. Yep. Um, he's like, she needed me. And she's like, I don't want you going over there. Yeah. And like, how does that make me look? Peter's like, I can't. And Laura, Laura, very valid point, says, okay, so I just feel like I'm holding Jen's spot for her. Yeah. So you can't actually move on. Yeah. And, like, damn. That, that's something for him to sit with. Fighting is the theme of this chapter because Josh's parents are also fighting when they go back home. Yes. And so, and the thing with Josh is, like, his parents fight a lot. And so he used to come over when they would fight. So it's kind of weird for him to come over now when they fight because Margo isn't there, but he still comes over anyway. He comes to hang out with Laura for a bit and he's trying to encourage her to join clubs. He's like, expand your world. Yeah, he's like, bitch, you need some more hobbies uh, that aren't like... Knitting and books. Exactly, yeah. Something that like, you know, garnishes friendships and nourishes them. Yeah. Um, but next day is Halloween. It's, it's Halloween and Laura Jean is going to go as Cho Chang from Harry Potter um, and it's cool she runs into Josh, who, oh, he's Harry Potter, and they're laughing because they both have the same, you know, fan- fandom idea. Yep. Um, she sees Josh on the way out as Peter is late again to come pick her up. Yeah. But the night before, Chris did spend the night and imparted us with a little bit, a little tidbit that's very interesting. She mumbled that, uh, don't tell Kavinsky that Josh was over the day before because he'll be jealous. Uh-oh. So why would, why would he be jealous if we're in a fake relationship, huh? Why would he be jealous? So she gets into her car, his car on Halloween day and he's like, you look hot. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, I love. And Largin also makes a really funny quip of like, and like, no matter what I go as, everybody just assumes I'm an anime character. And the moment she gets in the car, he's like, is this from like an anime or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I'm Cho Chang. No, Harry Potter. Uh, and then, yeah, they have a little tip about being late. And it's also, turns out Peter's a little jealous of her and Josh's costumes. Yes. Which, it shouldn't matter. Him and his group, they won best costume. Everything's going great yeah. for Peter. And well, then after that, so much. he realizes that Josh and Lara are just like, and he's like, don't you think that's weird? Yeah. And it seems like they have a moment where it kind of blows up, but then it blows over. Yeah. And he's even like, well, if you would have told me what you were going to be like, I would have been something from Harry Potter. And he, and it's really obvious. Obviously, he knows nothing about Harry Potter. Yeah, she's like, you haven't read the books. And he's like, okay, so? <laughs> that's that's literally me and Nick all the time. He's like, everything Harry Potter. And I'm like, is that the, what the, the Azkabans look like? And he's like, they're Dementors. That's <laughs> what the Azkabans look like. Um, but they make up. It's really cute. Um, and then he's hanging out there later. And he challenges him, uh, her and Kitty to a dance-off. And it's really, really cute. But Lara Jean is sullen over with the reality that Kitty really likes Peter and she tells Peter later, like, maybe you shouldn't come over anymore because I don't really want you getting, like, her getting too attached to you. Yeah, she says Kitty, Kitty can't grow attached. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. And plus, Lara's car is fixed now. Um, She's going to be back to trying to drive, which means Peter won't have to give her rides. Yeah, so, like, maybe, Lara's thinking, like, maybe we're, maybe we're winding down this, this fake, fake 
flirtation ship. But she's still making, like, rice balls and cookies for him and yeah. shit like that. So, who knows? I know. And she also, like, uh, at this, like, rice ball lunch, she's kind of starting to forget that it's all fake. She's kind of getting attached to the idea of it. So, big yikes. She's making food for his friends, too. Which, yeah. mama mia, you're in deep. Yeah, and now we're in deeper because this night, Kitty tells Margot about Peter on their annual video call, and Margot goes into big sister mode times 10. Oh, she's being so judgy, and Lara's like, you don't know him, I'm annoyed, and after this, Josh and Lara go get dinner at the diner like old times, and it's very tense. Yeah, it's just it's just a little off, it's a little awkward, and also Jen sees them, so some, something's about to go down. Yeah, he talks about how he sometimes talks to Margot, and is also saying Kitty better not get attached to Peter. And, um, he just is, he's kind of jealous because he's never had to share one of the song girls with another guy, which, get over it. Like, literally. Like, they're objects. Yeah, like, shut the fuck up. You don't own them. Oh, my God. Oh, and then when Jen sees them at the diner, Peter texts Lara and says, if you're going to hang out with Josh, can you at least not do it in public? Yeah, yikes. Um, scary but we also learned silver lining dad and kitty really like peter so like that's a win (laughs) they say something very cute at home her dad says i like peter he's smitten with you and kitty says yeah he looks at you a lot to see if you're having a good time which Ah, is so cute the thought of like someone like looking at you and you're not paying attention to it is like kind it's so sweet like as long as it's in like a cute way not a stalker way and to solidify this, they study at Starbucks the next day, and Peter's like, are you coming on the ski trip, please? I'll teach you how to snowboard. Yeah, he's like, I really want you there. And Lara Jean's like, okay. So she agrees, and her dad is so excited when she asks him to sign the permission slip. Um, but then Chris is like, oh, everyone hooks up on the ski trip. And so she's like, Chris, you have to come with me. I need a buffer. I'm so nervous. So Chris reluctantly agrees. Chris reluctantly agrees, and then... Um, after Starbucks, Peter drops Lara off at home and she leaves her bag in his car so she has no keys to get into her house. So she has to go get an extra key from Josh. Josh gives her the whole spiel on Peter's not good enough for her. As Peter pulls up with the headlights kind of pointed towards Josh and uh, Lara, uh, Josh is still out there and Peter Peter makes a show of kissing Lara. Yeah. Oops, I'll show you, Josh. And gives her my, uh, gives her bag. Yeah. Be still my heart. Yeah, be still my beating heart. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Um, so Lara's like, okay, I think that this means that Peter likes me. He kissed me, but yeah. the next day, he's like, don't worry, I won't kiss you again. It was just a scared Josh. Yeah. What does it mean? What does it mean? Um, and is this time for the Christmas cookie bonanza? I think, so they have Thanksgiving, so. Yeah, and Thanksgiving yeah. is when, um, Grandma tells Dad that he needs to date more. Yes. Uh, and that's pretty much the gist of Thanksgiving. And then it's, it the really cr- is. it's the Christmas cookie bonanza. And things get tense here because Peter's there and everyone's picking out the cookies that Lara Jean's going to make. And then Josh shows up and he's like mad that they're considering not making the cookies like that he usually makes this year. And it's like, buddy, you're not in the family. No. You got dumped. Peter is like friendly enough up top. And then afterwards, uh, when Josh leaves, he's like, okay, Josh is uh, clearly into, into you. you. Yeah. Yikes. Because Josh is like, I want my cookies. And Peter's like, what about my weird ass fruitcake cookies? And Laura's like, I'm not going to make those. Yeah. Um, but then Josh is there for the tree decorating. And um, he's being a little shit. He's saying Lara Jean is different with Peter. And Lara Jean's like, 
why? Why am I different? And he goes, well, why didn't you tell me you had a crush on me? And it's just like, Josh, let it go. Oh my God, he won't. He's like, you should have given me a chance. Why didn't you tell me before Margot? And they start fighting. And then he kisses her. Uh, and it's yikes. It's yikes city. Which Lara Jean feels really guilty about. And then to add fucking salt to the wound, uh, Lucas tells Lara Jean that... He saw Peter leaving Jen's house the night before, and she and her college boyfriend just broke up. Yikes. So Jen's on the prowl to get Peter back, but Lara Jean, she's a good fake girlfriend. She tells Peter about Josh, and Peter is pissed. Oh, yeah. He's He's, like, she can't, he can't just be kissing my girlfriend. Yeah, he calls her his girlfriend, and it's like, y'all, this isn't real. What's going on? Um, And Josh, to just make everything worse and about him he's like i feel like i really need to tell margo that i kissed you which no like literally buddy shut up oh my god and also on top of this he's like since you sent that letter i can't stop thinking about you yeah and he's like i hate peter and i almost kissed you forever ago things could be so different now and it's just like the fuck and this is when she realizes i don't want josh i want someone else and that's yeah. someone else is peter and Josh is like, Margo wants to hang out when she's back. And Lara's like, perfect, let's do that. Let's just go. Let's do separate things. Yeah. And, you know, Lara Jean's realizing that she's, like, probably really going to miss Peter when this whole thing is over. And she's like, maybe I should just end it now. And they talk. And he's like, well, let's at least end it after the ski trip. Yes. So the next day at lunch, she's um, back to, like, I don't know, if they're friends, if they're still fake dating. Yeah. It's kind of, we can't really figure out what it is. But now she's bringing up this this aforementioned crush about on Josh Ambrose. John Ambrose McLaren. God, there's a John and a Josh. It's, it's so hard. confusing. Yeah. And she's, she's good for Margie because she's toying with the idea of going to see him. And then she immediately is like, I'm going to go see him at Speech and Debate. And they kind of have like a cute little moment. But then Peter texts her. Yes. Just checking in how's going. He's like, hey. Did you see him? Yeah, did you see him? Did you see him? And, you know, she's proud of this moment that she went and he recognized her. Yeah. And that's really all that it is. Yeah, that's all that it is. That's all we get. But Margo's home. Yes. Margo's home. And I really feel bad for Margo in this moment because uh, I feel like that's the moment we all have when, like, a big change happens when you realize, like, life goes on without your presence. And she's like, oh, the tree's already up. And, oh, you guys have already, like, picked the cookies for the Christmas cookie bonanza. And instead of asking for comfort, she's very critical. Which yeah. I, that's so fun. That's such a fun that's energy like a, That's around. awesome for you, babe. That's so great. That's so funny. Laura says uh, Josh isn't pining over Margo anymore. So she's, she's uh, I don't know if she's worried about that or not. Yeah, she, at the, the family's talking about Peter at dinner, and Margo says that she just she just wants Josh to move on. And she also ex- uh, suggests having a recital party because oh, they yeah. used to do that. Uh, and she's also being very critical about the dog that Kitty wants. So Margo's, Margo's coming in swinging right now. Thank God Lara Jean is getting out of the house the next day at the ski trip because yeah. I was like growing so annoyed. I'm sorry. I could not have Margo as an older sister. She was like oh, my mom. My God. I was like, you were so critical. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. Like, Margo, I get that this is probably a trauma response to having your mom pass away and having all this responsibility on you. But like, maybe let's go to a therapist. Let's like, let's figure out some balance. Yeah. Uh, Lara Jean is being kind of cold to Peter. And I think it's because Lucas told her that 
Jen was leaving his house or yeah, whatever that day. And, and, and she also sees Peter giving a lot of attention to Jen while they're waiting for the buses. So, like, that's kind of an awkward situation to be in. Yes. So, she doesn't sit near him. She sits near Chris instead. He really tries to get her to sit near him, but she's like, no, 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 no I'll, I'll sit here. It's okay. And also, uh, Jen is pissed that Chris is coming on this trip, which is hilarious. I know. I love that. Yeah. Um, and Lara Jean's, like, initially, like, well, I'll just, like, stay, like, here in the lodge. And then she talks to one of, like, the, the teachers, and then mm-hmm. she's like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna go get, get Peter to pay attention to me on the slopes. Yeah, which is good. Empowering. Yeah, get, get, get out there, babe. So Laura gets all geared up to go skiing and see Peter, and she calls out to him, but he ignored her, which, I mean, I, I wrote, that, that's pretty fair. I mean, yeah, she was kind of icy to him. Icy to him. He's icy to her. That's how that works. Exactly. They run into the each other in the hallway, and he he's just mad she didn't sit with him. Um... And they kind of talk it out, and he ends up saying, he says he likes her. Yes, he says yeah. that he's thinking he started liking her, and she's flustered, and is like, well, aren't you, are you yeah. still in love with Jen? And he's like, why do you always want to talk about her? It's yeah. always about her. I mean, like, I would I would be insecure, too, if somebody had just gotten out of a long-term relationship, and I was being their fake girlfriend to help them make that person jealous. Oh, my God, yeah, I yeah. would hate that. I also, like, like, I, like especially at that age, uh, the, the person that you're dating being friends with their ex... Is so weird. I think being cordial in the halls yeah. when you go to the same school. Yeah. My ex was, like, friends with his ex when I was 19, and I was like, this is fucking weird. I don't want to be going out with her. Yeah. Like, no, no thanks. Bad energy. Um, but they have a little little tiff about liking each other, um, and he talks her to not being a little less afraid, and, the, and she, she goes into the hot tub. Yep. So, you know, she's going to bed mad after this, um after peter uh opening up yeah <laughs> about something and being like i i want i want something with you um and so he's in the hot tub and she's like oh why am i denying myself this thing yeah and then she talks herself to getting her little coat on she's got a little nightgown on yeah and she she goes to the hot tub she says that she likes him too and they make out in the hot tub. It's a big electric kiss. Ooh! And then the next day, like they're 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 vibing off of their horniness, of their steamy kiss, literally, because it was in a hot tub. Yeah. Uh, and they sit together on the bus. But things are taking a turn for the worse when they get to that pit stop where they're eating breakfast and she runs into Jen in the bathroom. You know, people are whistling on the bus and she's like, I don't really get what's going on. And then Jen approaches her when they stop at the diner and she's like, I stopped being friends with you because you kissed Peter and now you're having sex with him in a hot tub? That's disgusting. Yeah, and uh, Lara Jean's like, what What the fuck? We didn't have sex. And uh, Jen shits her that she is. And she's like, well, Peter's telling everybody that you guys had sex. So Lara Jean is really upset and she just kind of storms back onto the bus Chris is a really good friend in this moment because Peter's like, what? I didn't say anything. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and Chris is just being really protective and it's really cute. Yeah, she's like, people think we had sex and he's like, I don't know, maybe people, someone saw us. Why does it matter? It's not true. And just not really understanding. Yeah, like what, we're, like he's not understanding her point of view and that's bad. And so Chris makes him sit somewhere else and Peter's, Peter's, um, jaw drops he's like fine i'll go sit somewhere else yeah and so now 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 we're in holiday time and margo's talking about having a, a post christmas party and Lara Jean's just like laying low josh ends up texting her and she's upset that it's not peter who's reaching out margo's like should we invite peter i mean i want to get to know him and laura's like no um and he doesn't call or text her that night either so she deletes his number throws away his notes deletes her photos of him which honestly 
I would, I actually, would I do the same? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Chris made a point about the fact that he, like, didn't discourage the talk on the bus. Yeah. But I would still maybe kind of have a little bit of hope that, like, maybe he'd come around. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, But it's Christmas Day. They're opening their presents. Kitty got a puppy. Kitty got a puppy. And she named him Jamie Fox Pickle. Yeah, yeah, which is very great cute. name, great name, very funny. Um, and then we fast forward to our our recital party. Yeah, our recital party, post Christmas party, and Peter shows up regardless. He was invited by Mario because she wants to get to know him. No, she was invited. By, he was invited. By oh, Kitty. he's invited by Kitty. I remember now. Mario, Mario's way too much of a frigid bitch. To Absolutely, do that. you're so right. I got that wrong. I was incorrect. And P- and guys, boy, does shit just go sideways. Peter's like, can we talk? I told people we didn't have sex. Josh intervenes. Like, you're a scumbag. And Peter's like, oh, really? And they fight at this recital party, y'all. Yeah, he's like, get over her. She doesn't like you and don't kiss her again. And Margo overhears. And this is, yeah, this is just such a, this feels like such a Shakespeare, like, comedy play moment. (laughs) Uh, So Margo, like, hears and Laura Jean's like, wait, no, it wasn't like that. But damage is done. Margo storms up to her room. Uh, and she's she's mad. She's very upset. Yeah. Which also, arguably, Margo should not be mad at Lara Jean because Lara Jean didn't do anything. No! He kissed her! Yeah, exactly. But Margo starts icing her out over the next few days. Yikes. Dad's like, uh, maybe I should give you a sex talk, Lara. Um, and she's like, Dad, no, I'm not having sex. And he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, he initially is like, I don't know. But, um, you know, he kind of folds. He's like, yeah, maybe maybe you aren't. Yeah. And Lara Jean decides that enough is enough. She's only got a short time with Margo. And she's just going to iron this out, whether Margo likes it or not. So she she comes clean. She tell, talks about, like, the letters and everything like that. And they have this really, really big heart-to-heart. It's very sweet. They have a big apology moment. Yes. And they start talking and broaching the conversation about sex because I guess that's on everyone's mind right yeah. now. And Laura's like, just because you and Josh had sex doesn't mean I'm having sex. And Margo's mad and is like, did he? Oh, yeah? Did Josh tell you that we had sex? And Lara Jean's like, no, I was snooping through your things and I found your letter. Yeah, which also Kitty also knows about because she snooped through. Which is hilarious. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, so they, they, they make up. It's all as all well. And New Year's Eve rolls around and it's just Kitty and Lara Jean because Margo's at a cabin with her friends. Um, and Lara Jean comes clean to Kitty too and she says, hey, so some letters were sent out. Don't know how. And Kitty comes clean and admits that she was the one who sent out the letters. Yep, and Laura's pretty mad, but she gets over it kind of fast. Yeah, because something good came from it, and yeah. And Kitty goes and is like, I'll bring you back your little hat box. Um, and Laura puts all the letter or Kitty put all the letters that Peter wrote to Laura in the hat box, which is very sweet. Yeah. And they're all really sweet. One that made me laugh was the one that was like, if you make Josh's cookies instead of mine, we're over. Yeah. Which I thought was really It was just really cute. Really and like, sweet. you look good in blue. I thought that was sweet. Yeah. And, you know, Laura reading through all these letters is kind of like, maybe I'm not really done with this guy just yet. And like, I need to do something. Yeah. So she uh, she starts writing a new letter to Peter. And that's where this book ends. Yep. It's very sweet. It's going to carry us over into the second. Yeah, it is. Um, awesome. Let's do, uh, should we do cancel character first or should we do our top five? Should we do cancel character? I think we should do cancel character. Everybody loves the cancel character. I'm going to have a feeling that we might have the same. Oh, one. I agree. It's we can say it on three. Yeah, let's say it on three. All right. 
One, two, three, Josh. What a fucking little bitch. He's so annoying. He sucks. He's okay, so can selfish. we talk about it? Yeah. He's so annoying. Like, get over I it. I can't. Like, I can't with him. Like, he's such a shitty character. I can't believe he got someone who's as hot as Margot is. Yes. And uh, he just doesn't deserve her yeah. at all. He doesn't even, he doesn't deserve any of the song girls. Like, she's a bossy dom top. And yeah. so you're like, okay, yes, yeah, she for sure is hot. Yeah. So what is she doing? Is it, like, charity work? Yeah. Is it philanthropy? Does she love a little simp boy who's gonna, like, kiss at her feet? I don't know. But she could get a better one. Yeah. I um, thought he was so goddamn annoying. And now let's talk our top five. Um, for this top five, we did the top five hobbies we wish Largine would get into instead of, like, knitting and books We and decided Largine could get a little edge. She could get a little edge, she could get some more friends. Like, okay, listen, I know that apparently you love housewives and want to be one, but let's, let's get something maybe, else maybe around us Housewives out. could be later in life. That could be fun. Maybe later we can be into baking. Yeah, maybe later. Um, so number five, we're gonna say, we're gonna come out hot. Fifth, fifth, number five hobby. Get into marijuana, maybe some other drugs. This could is fun, social activity. You can meet people during it. Yeah, I dare you to do drugs. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, number four, on the hype train of just being an awful person. Well, okay, drugs doesn't make you an awful person. Being uh, evil, Laura Jean. Gossip. Yeah, yeah. Stir, stir the pot. Everybody else is doing it, Laura Jean. All I did in high school was gossip and smoke weed, and I had the best time of my life. I did the opposite, and I had a okay high school experience. So what does that tell you? <laughs> gossip and weed. And you'll have a great time like Meg did. Yeah. Um, number three, skateboarding. She'd look pretty cool on a skateboard. She'd look really cool. Yeah. I think it'd I make think her a lot hotter. Arguably anybody looks cool on a skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. It does make people look a lot better. Yeah. You're like, that person's really hot. That person's really hot. <gasps> number two, you know what? She seemed to love winter sports so much. Let's give her luge. Yeah, yeah. Snowboarding, skiing, bye-bye. Let's get some luge in here. It seems dangerous enough, but also when you hear luge, you're like, oh, that's an old person sport. In <laughs> <laughs> fact, I'm like, luge being an old person sport is so funny to me. <laughs> but like, when you hear the word luge. It sounds, it sounds like, a, it sounds old. Yeah, yeah exactly. I agree. Um, and number one, a great hobby among Chicago folk. Get into some improv. That nourishes friendships, enriches your mind. Okay, honestly, on a on a serious note about that, because we can make so many jokes about how improv's stupid, she could meet a lot of friends. Yeah. She could break out of Rochelle. She could get confidence yeah. and trust herself. This is a perfect hobby. Yeah. It's great. And that's our top five. That's our top five. And we're going to be back next week with the second book, which is uh, P.S. I Love You. Yep. Is that it? Yep. Okay. And we'll see you then. And we're going to do our outro now. And it goes a little something like this. This is true. Make sure you follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you love my seamless transition? I liked it. Honestly, well, I forgot that we have sign Yeah, Because yeah, we yeah. haven't done this in like Yeah, we took months. a little break in between our seasons. So on Twitter and TikTok, you can find us at yeah, we read it. On Instagram, we're Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. And we also have a website, MaggieandLaura.com. Find cool things there. And you can also email us at MaggieandLauraPresent at gmail.com. But most importantly, if you are in the Chicago area, October 15th at 9.30. I don't think we're going to release this episode. 8.30 p.m. Before then, Meg. October 15th. If we release this episode, <laughs> I'm going to put this as an amendum. Um, <laughs> we are at the Bunkhouse Theater. Come and, to our show. And if this is released after October 15th, why weren't you there? That's messed up. <laughs> That's on you. That's you on you. It. But, I mean, they could have already 
been following us. Yeah, that's true. That'd that'd be awesome. Um, But yeah, we'll see you all next Wednesday. And uh, is it weird to say I hope they have a great week? You say that and I'll say I love you. Okay, I hope you all have a really great week. I love you. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.